Welcome to Launch Your Practice, the show that helps therapists build a thriving private practice. I'm your host, Megan Hamilton, and each week I'll be sharing insights and strategies to help you grow your business and achieve financial success. Running a business is not something that we're taught in school, so I've created this podcast to help you learn and avoid some of the sidesteps and mistakes I have made to help you build a profitable private practice. So if you're ready to transform your business, join me on this journey to building a profitable private practice. Now let's get started with today's episode. Hi, my friends. Welcome to Launch Your Practice. I'm so glad to be here today and speak about this topic, maximizing your revenue. I often hear therapists talk about limited revenue or hitting the ceiling in the revenue, or sometimes just really stuck. I need to be making more money, but I can't raise my rates again right now, or I just raised my rates. So what are some other ways that I can increase my revenue? So I want to talk about that today. And I have five strategies that I'd love to cover with you. And we're going to start off with reviewing subscriptions. So maybe you have a subscription to a particular app or a website. Some of you have referral subscriptions, for example, Psychology Today, or some of the other ones out there. Now, I want you to really do a deep dive in the data and determine, A, how much of those um, subscriptions are you using? Are they valuable to you? And the most important question is, does the number of referrals make the subscription worthwhile. So back when I first started in private practice in 2014, I had a subscription to a referral website here in British Columbia. And I think in the course of the first year, I had two referrals from that specific referral site. So for me, it was certainly not worth it. And that would be one example of how to limit some of your spending and increase your revenue is just to take a real assessment of your subscriptions. Now, again, this could be some personal based subscriptions, different Amazon or different channels that you might be subscribing to, but it also really has to do with your business. A lot of times we sign up for things we kind of forget. I know for myself, there's a couple subscriptions where I've been um, hit hard, so to speak, in that they don't send a reminder email out to you. They just renew it. So Think back to this time last year and maybe some of the things you might have been signing up for because you just don't want to get hit with an unexpected receipt for something that's, you know, one or $200 or even just things that are 20 to $30 a month if we're not utilizing them. The other thing that I want to talk today about, and I have spoken about this before, is I want you to really pay attention to the number of courses that you're taking. Now, I am a big supporter of increasing your education, further specializing, focusing in on your niche. Don't don't get me wrong. I, I am a full supporter of that. But what I do want to talk about today is the amount of trainings that we're taking in a year's time. And I speak to a lot of therapists that are continually buying books. They're continually signing up for webinars. They're taking weekend intensives, additional trainings. And I just want to say that a few trainings a year would be very appropriate and taking time to integrate those trainings, immersing yourself in the readings and those kind of things is is what the intention is here. So if you're perpetually paying and taking 
a training every month, and, and in some cases more, that's too much. So I just want you to be paying attention to that. I also want to talk today, number three, about enforcing cancellation fees. This has been a really big topic for me with some of my team members, and it's especially come up in my mastermind group with multiple participants talking about how difficult it can feel around enforcing cancellation fees. So As always, step one is to make sure that you have cancellation fees. Now, many practices and myself included, there's a 48 hour fee. So it's a reduced amount, but you know, we need 48 hours to fill the appointment. So if it's 48 to 24 hours notice, there can be something like a $40 charge or a $50 charge. Some offices do a $75 charge, whatever, whatever the rate might be for you. Now, if the cancellation is 24 hours or less, the full fee is required. So now there are, of course, exceptions to this from time to time. Clients are, you know, faced with extenuating circumstances and we need to be mindful and supportive of that. But I do wish to say that oftentimes we give way too much grace and you know, if, if one cancellation per week, say your hourly rate is $140, I'm just choosing that amount. One cancellation fee per week. If a month has four weeks, that's $560 a month. So you're basically making a determination that you are not worthy of that time and compensation, despite the fact that you have policies in place. And that is amounting to hundreds and hundreds of dollars a month. So, and that's just one session. So oftentimes I would say that people might have two sessions per week that are being canceled. And so what does that look like? That is $1,120 a month. So if you're not enforcing your cancellation fees, this is something that has to start. And I I encourage you to send out an email to your clients, those who you're actively working with, remind them of your policy and share that due to increased costs that you're going to be enforcing that. It's okay to give people a heads up around what you're going to be doing, even if you haven't been following it exactly. It's a really great reminder to talk to your clients about it. And also it gives them a really great opportunity to be up to date and have that good reminder of what you're going to do if they're missing their sessions with you. Other options to increase revenue. Now there's two here. One, the given is to raise your rates. Now, some people do this on a yearly basis. Some people do this every year and a half or two years. I do want you to think about when the last time you did raise your rates was because likely you've been thinking about it for some time and for whatever reason, it hasn't been comfortable or it hasn't seemed like it's the right time. But I do want to remind you that costs for everything are going up. Rental costs, bills for all of us, including us therapists. So you do need to take note of this. And I recognize that our clients are also being impacted by the economy, but that doesn't mean that we need to, you know, hold the difference of that, that we need to maintain lower rates because we are worried about 
everyone else's financial situation when we ourselves might be struggling or having a difficult time making ends meet. Counseling is always going to be in demand. So I just want to remind you that you are worth your hourly rate and probably you're worth more than whatever your hourly rate is. So please be really mindful and take some time and and reflect on this. One other option of increasing revenue is to sublet space. So this is something that I do at one of my offices. Now, this isn't talking about welcoming a therapist to work under you. This is not talking about bringing on an employee or an independent contractor. This is just subletting space. So likely, and I hope you don't work seven days a week in your office. I'm assuming that you have a lease or you have full-time space somewhere. And so the idea here is to invite someone who also has a private practice and to share some of the overhead costs with that other person. Now, this can be on a month-to-month basis. It doesn't need to be a really long contract. And it, and actually, initially, I do encourage you to keep the contract quite minimal because it's like having a roommate. You want to kind of test the waters. You don't want to be locking into a year or five-year lease out of the gate. Try a month trial, a probation period, if you will, and just see how you drive sharing the space together. That's a really great place to start. Now, the fifth item I want to talk about today, and this is a really critical, critical piece to increasing revenue, and that is to lower your payment fees. Now, what I mean by this is often we accept through our software, credit card payments, or we might be having a terminal at our practice to accept credit payments. And I want you to look at the data, but I really want you to be mindful around how many dollars a month is being paid into fees. Now, if you can encourage even some of your clients to pay by debit, e-transfer, or good old-fashioned cash, you can limit and decrease the amount of fees you're paying probably by hundreds of dollars a month. So take a look at what you are currently paying. Do the math. Some of you will have access to software where these numbers are very clear for you to see. Other people might have to look a little bit deeper and closer and, you know, pen to paper, do some math and just really look at this because if you are being charged hundreds of dollars a month by making some simple changes to that and inviting people to pay in other ways. And what that might sound like is, Hey, I'm a small business owner and I'm trying to minimize my fees. Is it possible for you to pay by other methods such as cash, debit, or e-transfer? And some clients will say, unfortunately, that's not an option for me, or I can't do that today, but I can do that next time. And many clients will say, no problem. I totally understand. Yeah, fees are really expensive. If I can pay debit or e-transfer or cash for you, I can totally manage that. And I can pay other bills on credit, like my groceries, instead of using debit. And I could pay you for your services using my debit card here. So for some clients, you're not necessarily asking them to 
you know, pay in, in ways that are going to be taxing. You're just kind of highlighting the importance of that decision for you as a small business owner. And that's going to go a really long way. And clients, they're going to try and help you where they can, if they can. So assumably you have some really great working relationships with your clients. You have an excellent rapport and you're going to be able to have some of these money conversations and it's not going to be uh, off-putting or really uncomfortable. I do want to highlight here that I have a new product called Foundational Scripts for Therapists and I take a deep dive into many of the business situations that we find ourselves in, some of the really tricky ones. And I do go over a lot in that booklet around finances, asking for payment, and other really tough situations that we can find ourselves in as business owners when we didn't necessarily go to business school and we are trying to navigate some of these tough moments. So if you're interested in that product for the month of October, it is on sale, uh, regular $29 on sale for $19. I'll include the link in the show notes here at the bottom. And it's just something that I want to bring your attention to because a lot of these questions is, I don't know how to bring that up. I don't know how to say that. I know in my mastermind group, it's some of the feelings around enforcing fees and talking about money. But the bottom line is here that we are business owners and we are operating a business. And so we need to conduct ourselves in a way that supports that, that idea that we're running a business. So it's not always the easiest conversations to have, but I can ensure you that the more you have these conversations and start this dialogue with your clients, the easier it's going to be. I hope that you found this information super helpful. These are the, some of the top ideas and concerns that therapists have been bringing to my attention in recent weeks. And I hope that some of those answers have been really helpful for you. That's it for this episode of Launch Your Practice. I hope you found the information valuable and actionable. Remember, building a profitable private practice takes time, effort, and persistence. But with the right mindset and strategies, you can achieve your goals and make a real impact on the lives of your clients. If you have enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform so you don't miss any future episodes. And if you have a moment, I would be so appreciative if you took some time to leave me a review. Your feedback helps me improve and reach more people just like you. If you have any feedback or future topic suggestions, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram at Launch Your Practice. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks again for tuning in to Launch Your Practice. Until next time, keep building your dream private practice and remember to take care of yourself along the way.